Welcome to this podcast series Transform Your Life by Understanding Bhagavad Gita. This is your host Dr. Sanjeev Haribakti and I'm here not just because I am a surgeon by profession but because I am a student of Vedanta since 2008 with the blessings of my teacher Guru Ma Samananda Saraswati ji at Samadarshan Ashram. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha Adhyay 16 is the Daivi Asuri Sampatti Vibhaga Yoga. It is the understanding or the yoga of understanding of the divine and the demonical values. In this adhyaya, Lord Krishna imparts profound knowledge about the qualities that characterize the divine and the demonic beings. Life is a combination of divine and demonical tendencies. The peace of mind is the utmost priority for any individual and it is a prerequisite for understanding the divine knowledge, the Atma Jnana. Krishna encourages individuals to cultivate divine qualities and detach themselves from the materialistic and the egoistic tendencies that lead to suffering. By developing divine virtues, one can attain spiritual enlightenment and attain liberation from the material world. In the first three verses, Sri Krishna describes 26 divine qualities, Daivi Sampatti, and all the later verses, he describes the exposition of the demonical values or Asuri Sampatti. The first verse starts with words of Krishna as he starts to unfold the divine qualities each one of us need to inculcate. Abhayam sattva sanshuddhihi Gnana yoga vyavasthitihi Dhanam damaschas yagnascha Swadhyayastapa arjavam Let us look at each of these divine qualities in some details. The first one is Abhayam. means being fearless fear is a very common and natural human emotion fearlessness is the courage to face challenges and difficulties with confidence common areas for fear in humans is in the death of the near ones fear of our own death fear of diseases fear of disturbing relations with our near and dear ones fear of losing our wealth fear of the old age fear of natural disasters accidents and others fear may even lead to disrespect of others criticism for others and may even sometimes incite violence most fears are imaginary positive thinking visualization and creative thinking of the outcomes can help us to overcome the fear sattva sanshuddhi means purity of the mind which is nothing but honesty simplicity and openness of mind it is a state of inner purity free from the negative thoughts desires and attachments it is to have peace of mind and healthy relationships with all in any given situation of life the spiritual practices of karma yoga and bhakti yoga are the most suitable means to create purity of the mind shuddhi the regular study of the scriptures and being in the company of the wise people satsanga and sant samagama creates peace of mind and brings real happiness in life the next one is gnana yoga vyavasthitihi means being steady in the knowledge and the yoga the ability to remain fixed in spiritual knowledge and wisdom without being swayed by doubts or distractions knowledge or gnana denotes the knowing of the universal truth the brahman from the scriptures and the guru the yoga means whatever we have learned we should assimilate in our life by spiritual practices called yoga sadhana 
and vyavasthitihi means to remain firmly established in this knowledge the other meaning of jnana yoga vyavasthiti is whatever i do i should do it with understanding after giving proper thought of variety of outcomes and awareness danam means charity to give or to donate to others the willingness to share and give selflessly without expecting anything in return due to inherent inner security humans have a tendency to hold giving to others does give a lot of satisfaction and joy which can only be experienced when it is done guruma says the attitude while giving should be to give as by duty as others are also helping me by accepting whatever i give them our acquisition should be need based and not greed based this needs constant awareness dhamma dhamma is a control over our sense organs also called indriya sanyama the ability to restrain and discipline our own senses mind and actions this self restraint over our own self requires control modulation of the five knowledge senses the gnanendriya by which we gather all the information from the outer world and the five action senses the karmendriya by which we carry out all the actions by its very nature and natural instinct the senses are very active and outgoing bahirmukha the force of the senses the indriya is also very powerful therefore control of the senses is the first step in the spiritual journey yagna yagna is a vedic ritual of sacrifice by which we give oblations in the fire today any action done for the larger benefit of humanity by some form of sacrifice can be called a yagna the offering of one's own time resources efforts for welfare of others and service of a higher cause is yagna we are connected to the entire universe scriptures help us to see the interconnectedness of the universe everywhere give and take is an essential part of the universe all the elements give effortlessly and selflessly in the universe therefore we also need to understand that giving is by duty swadhyaya swadhyaya means study of the scriptures the regular and sincere study of the scriptural texts to gain knowledge and insights into the spiritual truths it also means self observation or self reflection study of the scriptures means study of the vedas and other scriptures biographies of the wise men and great devotees it also means self introspection swa adhyayan to observe our own self our thoughts and being aware of our decisions we also have an unlimited creativity hidden within us by process of creative thinking visualization and auto suggestions we can ignite this energy for life transformation tapa tapa means practicing austerities to willingly endure pain for developing self control it is a practice of self discipline and moderation to purify our body mind and soul with the practice of tapa the personality becomes radiant and pure it improves the self confidence by improving the self control one needs to start slowly and gradually increase in intensity as more endurance develops arjavam arjavam means simplicity having oneness of mind words and actions it is uprightness honesty and integrity in thoughts words and action simplicity appears simple but is hard to find there are many benefits of practicing simplicity in life it gives us great satisfaction living honest and a simple life it demonstrates a mature integrated personality which is well aligned people often trust such people such a simple person often asks for help when needed as ego is not a barrier for them
Continuing the divine values, Krishna says, Ahimsa Satyamakrodaha Tyaga Shanti Apaishunam Daya Bhuteshu Aloluptvam Mardavam Hri Achapalam Ahimsa means non-violence and it's a great virtue to have. It is a practice of non-violence in thoughts, speech and action towards all the beings. Not only it is prescribed and emphasized in all religions, but it is a common sense to understand that as I don't like to be pained by others, I also should not give pain to others. We should try to live with minimum violence as and avoid knowingly hurting someone. Practicing vegetarianism is also a form of non-violent life. Satyam. Satyam means truth, honesty and integrity. Speaking and living in accordance with truth, being truthful in all situations and dealings. Living a truthful life needs courage and it is not for the timid ones who fear. We should never justify dishonesty by quoting that others are doing it and become successful by dishonest means. The worldly truth, the Vyabharik Satya, should be the foundation of our life. Only then we can progress to search and discover the eternal truth or the Paramarthik Satya. Akrodaha means freedom from anger, rage and aggression. Maintaining calmness and equanimity in challenging situations. Even though we know that Anger is harmful, still we cannot control it. Anger is like fire, it burns oneself and also burns the other person on whom it is expressed. Anger happens or comes when desires and ego are unfulfilled. Anger and happiness are both enemies of each other, they can't stay together. Anger destroys the peace within. It is the biggest enemy of the seekers who are on the spiritual path as it destroys the spiritual benefits and the aspirant cannot have peace of mind to contemplate on spiritual practices. Thus it is imperative that we must win over this enemy, anger, at any cost. Tyaga. Tyaga means to give up with understanding. It is detachment from the material possessions, desires and the fruits of actions. It is offering all of our actions to a higher spiritual ideal. Giving up is very important divine value as it gives peace of mind to the person. Giving up on a lot of our misconceptions, false notions, myths, Strong beliefs, etc. is the foundation of the spiritual journey. The more we give up, the more we attain in life. It makes us large-hearted as giving is a habit of the nature. Initially, giving is difficult and requires efforts, but later it becomes effortless. Next is Shanti. Shanti means peace of mind, inner tranquility, a state of peace that arises from a deep spiritual connection. The mind arises from sattva guna and therefore is natural in a peaceful state. Shanti means that the mind comes back to its original state and is also called antakarana upashamana. It is our common experience that the, when the mind is restless, we all yearn for peace. Peace of mind is our invaluable asset. It comes only with correct understanding and the resolve that I want to be peaceful at any cost. We need to love our peace of mind and give it the utmost, utmost priority in life. Apaishunam means absence of criticizing others, not finding faults in others, but instead practicing acceptance and compassion. It means not badmouthing others, especially in their absence. Few people love backbiting. This is due to the feeling of incompleteness within and dissatisfaction with our own self. That is why they try to belittle others in the process to uplift their own self. Jealousy is different, which is to feel unhappy at the progress of others. Healthy criticism is always welcome 
which helps us to avoid mistakes again and again. Dayabhuteshu means to have mercy towards all beings and all species. All scriptures advocate, advocate having compassion towards all beings, especially those in pain. Human beings are full of emotions and this is a mixed bag of emotions. Many are sensitive to the pain of others, being aware of the pain of others is human. This inspires us to reach out and help them for making a difference in their life. Helping others makes us happy as we are all interconnected in this universe. Thus bringing smile to others always makes us happy and provides us with a fulfillment that money cannot bring. Alonuttam. Alonuttam means absence of greed. Humans want more and more benefit and more and more profit or gain in their life even if it is at the expense of others. This attitude of having more and more than our needs is called greed. This could extend to even for things that rightfully does not belong to me. It is only with understanding Viveka that we can come out of the incessant grip of these material attachments. Wealth is important, but it is not everything in life. It can fulfill many needs and give much comfort, but is not able to provide us the inner joy or lasting satisfaction in life. The next is Mardavam. Mardavam means gentleness in action, speech and thoughts. Gentleness provides a warmth in our personality. Saints are gentle to others, but they are harsh on their own self, whereas the wicked people are harsh on others, but gentle on their own self. We should endeavor to be gentle and firm in our dealings with others and our own self, not being rude or harsh. Having gratitude towards family, friends and colleagues is a prerequisite to being gentle. Gentleness is needed in all daily activities and comes with awareness or mindfully doing all activities without being in haste or in hurry. We should deal lovingly and be nice to everyone. Next is Re. Re means shame in doing unethical and illegal actions, a dharma. It means to conduct ourselves with respect that humans deserve. When we do something wrong, we instantly know it. Our conscience always bites, especially initially, and this creates a shame of not repeating the same, and this is called re. This shame protects us from wrongdoings in the future. When we keep doing the same thing again and again, later the voice of the conscience muffles and our habit overrides our conscience. Achapalam. Achapalam means absence of restlessness or calmness of mind. Restlessness is a sign of superficiality, of unawareness. It demonstrates that the person is not matured, fulfilled and is not a quiet personality. Rest, restlessness can manifest as speaking too much, vak chapalam, restlessness in the activity of the body, karma chapalam, or constant dwelling in the sense pleasures called bhoga chapalam, like seeing, listening, eating, working, smelling, etc. Only with a quiet body we can have a still, quiet mind and only with such a still mind we can progress in spirituality. Thus a calm mind is a great asset and is one value we should try and imbibe. Coming to the next words of the divine values, Teja Shama Dhruti Shaucham Adroho Nati Manitaha Bhavanti Sampadam Daivim Abhijatasya Bharata Continuing the description of the divine values, the Devi Sampati Krishna describes six more values to conclude the virtues that are needed in life. Teja, Teja means an enlightened personality. The presence of radiance creates a strong personality that attracts others. 
This is due to the foundation of such a person who speaks truth. Others like and love such a person who is warm, who has no fear, but out of respect and reverence and for the qualities of the person, they admire them. This is due to the character of the person, the Teja, the basis of which is discipline, Nishtha, in their duty, Dharma, which they have imbibed in life due to their efforts. This discipline should not make us more rigid, but more flexible and forgiving. Shama. Shama means forgiveness. Such forgiveness is a quiet forgiveness without any ripples within or without any pressure within. It is an inner state when there is no wave of anger akrosh to forgive someone. This needs inner courage and is not for the weakling. This comes with understanding that the rage of emotions is not due to people and is not conducive for me. The other person is only an instrument for creating a situation for my rage or anger. Everyone behaves according to their own nature according to that interplay of their three gunas. This let go is a positive attitude as it allows glad acceptance of all. On the spiritual path and even for day-to-day -day peace, we need to forgive and forget trivial things and be large-hearted to enjoy the grand canvas of life. Druti. Druti means power to control all the rage or the power to have patience in the midst of difficulties. Druti is the force that helps me to control my emotions and it is like the brake of a vehicle which allows us to use the accelerator. Thus, with the power of Dhruti, we can modulate the flow of emotions and activity into healthy ones. This is the power of self-confidence to overcome the difficulties in life. It is only with this enthusiasm and patience, a rare and contradictory combination of values, that we can achieve success in any chosen field. Next is Shaucham. Shaucham means purity both outside that is cleanliness and within that is the purity of the mind. The journey starts with the outer purity in the form of cleanliness at home, at place of work, our office, table, clothes, body, clean wealth, food and clean habits. The more important is the inner purity. Antar Shuddhi which is certainly more difficult to develop and needs utmost awareness as it is very subtle and only known to us and not to others. All the divine qualities, Daivi Guna, are for inner purity alone. Next is Adroha. Adroha means absence of a revengeful attitude. A feeling of animosity towards others creates a feeling of revenge. We need to understand that people are just an instrument or nimitta for my pleasures and the pain that I undergo. I need to go through these experiences of life based on my past karma and its results, the karma phala. We should avoid blaming, blaming others for what we get, either good or bad. We must also avoid blaming our own self for these situations. Acceptance of all and acceptance of myself as we are, are the golden principles to have peace of mind. Na ati manita means absence of craving for much respect. We all need to be respected. Expectation of some respect is okay, but desiring too much respect all the time is to be avoided as it will make me upset. Everyone is looking for respect. The expectation that people should appreciate me for any little I do is to be avoided. I must do it as out of a sense of my duty and due to circumstances that are provided to me which are given. It is also important to realize that respect cannot be demanded but it is only commanded by our efforts and our conduct. Krishna tells Arjuna that these are all the divine virtues Bhavanti, Sampadim, Daivim, Abhijatasya, Bharata with this, Sri Krishna comes to the end of the description of the 26 divine values, the Daivi Sampati. 
we need to repeatedly remember these qualities so that we can inculcate them by self-observation and self-reflection. To imbibe and assimilate the qualities in our life will be a life-changing experience as there is a direct connection between these divine values, the Daivi Sampati, with the inner purity of mind, the Shuddha Antakaran, and the self-knowledge or the Atma Jnana. Now Krishna describes the other side, the demonical tendencies. He says, Dambha, Darpa, Abhimana, Akrodha, Chakrodha, Parushyam, Cha, Eva, Cha, Agnanam, Cha. O Arjuna, one who is born with these qualities are said to have demonical values or Asuri Sampati. In this verse, Krishna describes the main devilish tendencies within us which creates most of the suffering in our life. Each of these arise from underlying ignorance and jnana of our true self which hides the self-knowledge and this lack of understanding creates all the attachments in the world. The main ones are the hypocrisy, dambha, that is discordance of the thoughts, words and actions. Hypocrisy is the act of pretending to be virtuous or pious externally while harboring negative intentions or qualities internally. This makes a person exaggerate words, incidents and attach too much significance to their personal experiences for narration to others. Darpa, Abhimanaha, pride and ego identifies us to this transient body-mind complex and makes us do all the worldly activities. Excessive pride and self-importance is considering oneself superior to others and looking down upon others. Simply talking about our genuine achievements is okay, but being obsessed by own self and keep talking about our own self and our own accomplishments is definitely not okay. Excessive attachment to one's own ego, desires and possession leads to disregard for others. Similarly, anger, krodha and parushyam, harshness in our words and actions create strained relationships with our close family. Uncontrolled and destructive anger using harsh and hurtful words to criticize, demean or belittle others clouds our judgment and leads to harmful actions. All these tendencies arise from the lack of knowledge, wisdom and spiritual understanding, agnana, resulting in delusion and confusion. Krishna describes the main benefits of the divine values and the effects of the devilish tendencies. He says, Daivi Sampatti Vimokshaya. Divine qualities lead to liberation, moksha. Nibandhaya Asuri Mata. Demonical qualities lead to bondage, bandhana. Mahashucha Pandava. Ho Arjuna, don't worry. Sampadam Daivi Mabhichatas Asi. You are born with divine qualities. Krishna describes the final goal for attaining the divine qualities. These divine qualities, when cultivated and embraced, leads to spiritual growth, self-realization and ultimately liberation from the cycle of birth and death called moksha. The divine qualities are a prerequisite, an essential part to be attained in life without which the final goal of freedom or moksha cannot be achieved. Even in day-to-day -day life, these values help individuals to attain peace, be happy and have harmonious relationships in life. We need to remember that embracing the divine qualities is a gradual process which requires consistent effort self-reflection and a sincere desire for personal growth and spiritual development. On the other hand, the devilish tendencies keep us bound to this samsara, the root of which is ignorance of the self. They make us unaware of our true self and keep us bound to our repetitive primitive responses without maturity of the mind. Thus, both for both the worldly accomplishments and spiritual progress, both letting go of evil tendencies and attaining the sacred blessed qualities are essential in life. 
Now Krishna describes the evil tendencies, the Asuri Sampati in details. In this world, people are born with two types of qualities, the divine, the daivi and the asuri, the demonical dispositions. Daiva Vistarasha Prakta, Asuram Parthameshunu. I have told you all about the divine qualities. Now you hear the devilish qualities, Asuri Sampati, from me. In essence, each person has both divine and devilish qualities in their mind. There is a constant battle between these qualities in the mind of an individual at all times. This is the metaphor of the Bhagavad Gita unfolded on the battlefield of Mahabharata, where there was a battle between the Pandavas who were on the righteous path of dharma and Kauravas who were on the unjust path of dharma. Therefore, this is a metaphor for the battle between the virtues and the vices happening in the minds of all individuals except the one who has wisdom, who has attained self-realization. The divine qualities try to illuminate the mind, guiding it towards higher virtues and spiritual awakening. They represent the path of righteousness, selflessness and harmony. However, the demonic qualities constantly attempt to sway the mind towards selfishness, delusion and destructive behavior. They seek to help the individual trapped in ignorance, attachment, uh, to keep the individual trapped in ignorance, attachment and negativity. In this metaphorical battlefield, the key lies in recognizing and empowering the divine qualities while weakening the influence of the demonic qualities. It requires conscious awareness, self-reflection and self-discipline. The divine qualities are like brave warriors that need to be nurtured and strengthened through spiritual practices, virtuous actions and inner transformation. By cultivating the divine qualities, the individual gains inner peace, joy and spiritual progress. Ultimately, the metaphor signifies the choice each individual has in aligning with his higher virtues and transcending the limitations of the ego-driven, selfish desires. It is a reminder that the path to self-realization involves overcoming the pull of the lower impulses and embracing the divine qualities that lead to inner harmony, spiritual evolution and connection with the divine. Now Krishna describes the life of a person with demonical values, Asuri Sampati. He says those with such Asuri Sampati, they don't know pravrittim cha nivrittim cha, what is worth doing and what is not. They don't know what is purity, they don't know what is good behavior. And they are not honest in their words and actions. People with demonic tendencies are confused in their duty, kartavya and actions. They are not aware of appropriate behavior, neither they have worthy goals in life. They are confused as to what actions are necessary and what they need to give up. They are less concerned for outer cleanliness and not aware of the inner purity of the mind. Thus they have unpious thoughts leading to wrongful actions. They do not practice purity of wealth, purity of mind and purity in actions. They do not display good or socially acceptable behavior. They would try to cheat or deceive others by saying dishonest words. And they will tend to speak something and do something else. Thus they lack a sense of balance and trustworthiness in their relationships. What do they think of the, about the world? Bhagavan Krishna says, Jagatahu Pratishtamte Anishwaram. They think that the entire world is filled with dishonesty. And the world is without any foundation. There is nothing like God. And the world is created just by the union of the male and female. There is nothing like God. Anishwaram. The people having devilish tendencies believe that the entire world or majority of the people are dishonest. This is because at their own core they are dishonest with others. They think that everyone is a cheater trying to deceive the others. Thus they are highly critical of all their experiences. They perceive the world as a truth. 
They are atheists, do not believe in divinity as the foundation of the universe. And they believe that the entire world emerged just because of, by chance or on its own, just by the virtue of a male and a female energy. They do not believe that there is a higher power or order that controls the things or maintains the universe and its systems. They only believe that this world is created from the union of male and female energy. What happens to their life with such a vision? Etam drashtimavashtabhya. By having this kind of vision, with limited intellect, they are unable to achieve any higher goal and prabhavanti ukra karmanaha. They are involved in violent actions, jagata ahita shayaya, which are damaging for this world. People with devilish tendencies tend to believe in self-independence without any self-restraint. They tend to act independently without any restriction or social order. This limited vision, limited intellect tends to make them self-centered and in the process to satisfy their greed, they are likely to become aggressive and violent. With this kind of behavior, they create disturbances in their surroundings, make their relationships sour and create damaging effects on climate and the environment. They disturb the delicate balance of the nature by their actions. They have endless desires. They are filled with hypocrisy, false respect and ego. Due to delusions, they are obsessed with misconceptions. Their decisions are not firm and clean. Continuing the description of the people with evil mindset, Krishna says these people have endless desires. For them, the goal of life is only self sense enjoyments and no higher purpose is ever thought of. They are filled with hypocrisy, pride and they are too self-obsessed. Due to, due, due, due to their ignorance and attachments, they have many illusions and strong misconceptions to which they are strongly attached. Their mind is wavering. They lack the decision-making abilities. Their decisions are taken with their own self-interest at the center without due acknowledgement to the team or the others in the society at large. They are affected by endless stress, tensions, anxieties till their body comes to an end. They are ever attracted to their sense pleasures by understanding that this is all needs to be done in life. Their minds are restless. They are constantly in a state of stress and anxiety. All their life they brood and complain over whatever has happened to them and they blame people for everything. They constantly worry about the future. When one issue gets resolved, they start worrying about the other and there is no end to their stress or anxiety Still, they meet the end of their life. They may develop psychosomatic diseases due to their restless nature. They believe that life is only for sense pleasures and thus continue their passions in sense enjoyment, even thinking about the higher purpose of life. Asha Pasha Satai Bhattaha Kama Krodha Parayanaha Bound by thousands of desires and devoted to lust and anger, all their actions are only for sense pleasures by unethical means of wealth and they indulge in sense objects. These people with devilish tendencies have endless desires. That is why they are always involved in their work. They are devoted to lust and anger, both being demonic tendencies. Their actions are self-oriented, directed towards material possessions and not for righteousness, not for dharma. They are involved in all unethical means to accumulate wealth. Having accumulated many possessions by immoral ways, they are always indulging in sense objects. And what is their mentality and thinking? Bhagavan says, Idam Adhyamayalabdham. Today I have achieved so much. Imam Prapsi Manoratham. And in future I shall achieve much more. Idam Asti Idam Api. Today I have so much of wealth. 
in future I shall have much more wealth. Their thinking pattern is colored with greed to have more and more and not thinking of their needs. They always compare themselves with others and want more and more. They always keep evaluating their own wealth, their possessions, investments and make plans for the future to have more and more. Guruma says wealth is definitely important but not everything. We need to know the limits that wealth can make us happy. This calls for self-introspection about our own experiences of life and that of others. Asau maya hata shatru. Today I have won over so many enemies. Aparana pichahan anishye. Still I have to defeat many others. I am very, I am Ishwaraham. I am like a god. Aham bogi, I am the enjoyer. Siddhoham, I have achieved success. Balavan sukhi. I am so powerful and I am so happy. The, these people with demonic tendencies always are in competition with others. They want to win over their peers. They want to get ahead of them in material progress. They keep account of how many enemies they have won, how many competitors they have been able to, you know, uh, get over. And they think they are very strong. Palavanaham, they have much power, influence on others. And therefore, they believe that they are like God, Ishwaraham. They can do anything. They believe that they, they have still many desires to enjoy and they have achieved many, many success. Siddhaham. And they believe that they are ultimately, they are very happy in life, aham sukhi, by the natural material possessions of power, position, wealth and success. Their happiness is in sense pleasures and it is an illusion that they are happy in life. Adhyam abhijanasmi, I am very wealthy, I am from a good family. There is no one like me, I shall do many yagnas, many donations, I shall be happy. Iti yagnana vimohitaha, this is the ignorance that they have when the mind is deluded. Such a person with malicious intents, with a lot of pride in their wealth and, and they want to show off their wealth. They have pride for their family, traditions. They are unique and they are the best. They are much better than others. They carry out many religious or spiritual practices, yagnas, to show off their wealth. They donate to many places to have their name and fame. They, become, they want to become happy by enjoying sense pleasures. And all these devilish qualities are because of the agnana the ignorance in the mind and that is why they have attachments to all the material things and are not awakened to the higher purpose of life. And what is the final destination for such people with evil tendencies? Krishna describes, Aneka Chitta Vibhranta, with many obsessions their mind is clouded. Mohajala Samavrutaha, they are engrossed in the web of attachments. They are ever indulging in sense pleasures. Patanti Narake Ashuchavu, they are all impure and are devoted to hell. With so many desires to fulfill, so many obsessions, their mind and intellect keeps wavering. There is no clear decision making. They are all engrossed in the attachments and they don't, they don't see a way to come out of it. That's why they keep indulging in sense pleasures, most of which are impure and which leads to downward journey. They are demoted to hell and do not find an elevation to higher lokas. They miss the very purpose of this human life. Atmasambhavitastabda. They are obsessed with self-pride. And that's why they are always tight, not humble. Dhanamana madanvitaha. They are ever indulging in wealth, respect and pride. They do yagna only for namesake, for show off, without the measured method shown in scriptures. These people with devilish tendencies are obsessed with their own self and they keep praising their own self and brag about their material attachments. They are very touchy. They are not able to accept criticism. They like humility. And they are always involved in accumulating wealth for self-pride and respect. They perform various religious practices just for the purpose of to earn name and fame and without following the rituals they do, they do it. The main motto is to just have become famous. Then thus they live a life of a hypocrite to show off what they really are not. So with the pride of oneself, with the lust and attachment and extremes of emotion, 
filled with many desires and filled with anger at all times. Kamam krodam cha sanshritaha. What do they do? Maam pradishvanta atma paradeheshu. Bhagavan says they anguish me who is sitting inside all the beings. Abhyasuya kaha. And they are seeing the dosh, vices in the virtues of the people. Such people are always filled with self-pride, desires, lust, anger. And uh, they keep seeing vices in the virtues of others. And with such a, they resort to violent and create pain and anguish. None other than Ishwara, who is sitting in the hearts of all the beings. And such disrespect for other beings is nothing but disrespect of Ishwara. So what punishment does Ishwara give to them? Krishna says, those who disrespect me, Tanaham Dushadah Kruran, and those who are harsh, violent to others, Sansareshu Naradhaman, those who become like inhumans involved in unpious activities, Aham Tang Shipami Asugeshwaswa Yonisu, I throw them repeatedly in this lower world, he says, such devilish people who live a life of just material enjoyment without self-restraint, those who disrespect others and uh, they disrespect the Lord also sitting in the hearts, they do not achieve any spiritual upliftment and they are bestowed with material success but they are bereft of spiritual elevation to higher lokas. Instead, they are pushed to the lower lokas of other beings, the Asuri Yoni, the hell, where they do not have any opportunity to perform new karmas to elevate their life to higher lokas. So they have missed their chance, rare human chance. These people who are deluded, devoted to the lower species are demoted to lower species, birth upon birth, Arjuna. And Mama Prapya Eva, Eva Kaunteya. Oh Arjuna, they don't attain me. They miss the real chance of this human life where they are not able to attain the divinity. Such individuals who are demoted to lower species repeatedly miss this chance. There is a chance of God attainment in human life which can end the journey of life with repeated births. But this golden chance of God attainment is missed by such people who resort only to sense enjoyments with self-pride. Bhagavan says, Idam trividasya narakasya dwaram. These are the three doors to hell as they destroy the purpose or the very goal of life. Kama, krodha, tatha, lobaha. Desires, anger and the third one is greed. Therefore, tasmat, etat, trayam, tyajet. Bhagavan says, therefore, you leave all these three. Krishna summarizes the demonical tendencies describing the three main ones which help, which take us to the downfall. He says, these are the three, are the selfish desires, kama, krodha, anger and greed, lobaha. Krishna says, these are the three doors to heaven. Trividam narakasya dwaram. All the demonical qualities are contained in these three. They are the foundation of all devilish sampati, the asuri sampati. And therefore, Krishna, as if he's telling us to leave them. And this is possible only in human life as we need awareness, understanding and application of our intellect to distance ourselves from these three vices which are present in us. Then, then Bhagavan says, what do you have to do, Arjuna? People who are devoid of these three vices, Acharati Atmana Shreya, they attain salvation by their virtues. Finally, they attain the highest self, Tatoyati Paramgatim, they attain the highest self, Paramatma. And Krishna shows the purpose of leaving these three vices so that we can attain the divine. This requires a spiritual journey, Adhyatma Sadhana, where we have to let go of the demonic values, the Asuri Sampati, and imbibe the divine qualities, the Daivi Sampati, which creates the purity of mind, Antakkarana Shuddhi. And with this, we are able to, cap we are becoming capable of attaining the self-knowledge, Atma Jnana. And the assimilation of this knowledge in our life leads to liberation or moksha, where the individual one feels one with the divine. And Bhagavan says, one who acts against the rituals shown in the scripture and behave like their own likes and dislikes, does not attain any success. Nasukham na paramgatim. 
they don't attain any happiness or goal in life. So when coming to the end of the 16th Adhyaya, Krishna tells Arjuna, we need to abide by the scriptures and perform our duties, tasks accordingly. We need to avoid behaving just based on our own likes, dislikes, raga, dvesha, and we need to behave based on, not on the basis of our personal dreams and fancies, but we have to, you know, person will never become happy or nor he can get any spiritual upliftment nor attain the final goal of life that is God attainment. Therefore, Bhagavan says, Tasmat Shastram Pramanamte. In the final words, Bhagavan says, scriptures are the final evidence. Karya Karya Vavastita, what to do, what not to do in different situations. Gnatva Shastra Vidanuktam. Therefore, by knowing what is said in the scriptures, Karma Kartu Miharasi, you should do all your actions accordingly, according to the scriptures. Krishna emphasizes to Arjuna that scriptures like Vedas, Upanishadas are the real ultimate evidence. What is the right thing to do, what is not the right thing to do. Our good deeds, our virtues, punya and our vices, papa create internal impressions, sanskara as we travel on our path of journey after death. The feeling of pleasure and dukkha and sukha are based on the fruits of our action. The law of karma and its outcome is a very just system. For many things, we you know, cannot rely on our own self. Scriptures are the definite evidence as human mind cannot fathom issues like Ishwara, Maya, Gunar Janma, Loka, Paraloka. We cannot understand this. And therefore, human life is the best chance of changing our future. With this, we come to the end of the 16th Akhaya of Sri Bhagavad Gita. Om Tat Saditi Srimad Bhagavad Gita Su Upanishad Su Brahma Vidyayam Yoga Shastre Shri Krishna Arjuna Samvade Daivasura Sampadvibhaga Yogo Nama Shoda Shodhyayaha Thank you for listening to this episode in the series Transform Your Life by Understanding of Bhagavad Gita. This is your host Sanjeev. Hope you have gained by the sharing. For more detailed understanding, please visit YouTube channel S Hari Bhakti. It's one word S H A R I B H A K T I, where you will find multiple Adhyaya videos arranged in respective playlists. Or you could join WhatsApp learning group, the Bhagavad Gita study group, where we do a guided in-depth study of Bhagavad Gita over one year period. Do send me an email request on sharibhakti, it's one word, at the rate gmail.com, so I can share a link for you to join this group. Thank you.